Amen. Well, uh, I don't know whether you managed to grab a bargain uh, in the Black Friday sales. Uh, anyone managed to do that? I did, uh, as I was in Lidl um, on Saturday, did see a television reduced um, from, I, I think it was £399 to just £199. And it was a 43-inch television. And I have to be said, I was tempted. Um, then I remember I already had a television. Um, and the thing is, with televisions, you can actually only watch one at a time. So I didn't buy it. But um, if you got a Black Friday deal, I, I mean, I hope, I hope that you got a bargain. Um, and I hope that, you know, I hope that it's made you happy. We have all these things that get pushed upon us. And um, Black Friday has only been a thing for, I don't know, four or five years or something. I can't remember when it first appeared. But now it seems like an onslaught before Christmas. The rush, the demand to go and buy more stuff for ourselves or even if we're being very generous for others. And definitely we're going to get a bargain. It's beginning to sound a bit like Boris Johnson. We're definitely going to do it um, by whatever date we've imagined is great. Uh, or maybe, maybe you're planning uh, your next holiday. Maybe you're thinking beyond Christmas and, and already you've, kind of, you've got the packing list ready and, and you've decided on all the things that you're going to take. And dependent on where you're going, it's either going to be you know, all of the shorts and the hats and you're going away for a little bit of winter sun or you're taking the, the ski stuff because you're going to land on the slopes and it's just going to be wonderful and, and you won't break any bones. So, but do make sure you've got medical insurance whether we're in the EU or out, I don't know what you'll need, but, but, get, but get it anyway. Um, it's a form of preparation, isn't it? Going around the house and making the lists and checking them twice. Waiting is an interesting thing because it depends on what you are waiting for as to how you wait if you're waiting for the dentist, you might be nervous about whether or not they'll tell you off as to whether you've flossed properly. That's what happened to me last time, you know, and she checked her notes and it was like, Mr. Searle, we have had this conversation three times. <laughs> and you suddenly don't feel like a 46-year-old, you suddenly feel like a small boy told off by the person in authority for not brushing your teeth properly. If you're waiting for the doctor to get in touch, the quality of waiting is different. You wait with nervousness, hoping they're not going to say that. But if you're waiting for a friend to arrive then you get the coffee ready or you prepare a meal and you make up the spare bed or whatever it might be and there's a sense of hope and anticipation. Waiting can mean so many different things just dependent on what you are waiting for. And as we enter 
this season before Christmas, this Advent season, waiting for the arrival of the King of Kings, I wonder what's on your list. I wonder how you are waiting. I wonder whether you've thought through Christmas trees, decorations, whether you've thought about the wreath that might go on the front door. We, we've saved ours now. We bought it two years ago. I know exactly where it is in the, in the kind of downstairs attic. It's in an old Amazon box, and another box got dropped on it about six months ago, and I haven't dared open it to see whether it survived, but I hope it has. Whether you've written down the list or whether it's a mental list, there'll be a list going on about what Christmas will hold. I know for my parents this year, the preparation has been a little bit different. You see, we, we gathered last year at mum and dad's house, frankly, because we thought that last Christmas might have been dad's last. So all the children came. And now, because he's actually doing fine, and we all went there last year, none of us are going there this year. I, and, and so their planning has been a little bit different. And I saw them about two or three weeks ago, and, and I said, Mum and Dad, what are you doing for Christmas? And they went, well, we might go and help at the homeless shelter. You know, suddenly they didn't have any of their kids, because we'd all made these other plans. Would have been a great thing to do. The quality of waiting depends on what you are waiting for. When you're waiting for the queen to appear, this is not necessarily the thing that you should do in Buckingham Palace. Uh, but it's what I did when I was waiting for the Queen to appear. It was a beautiful sunny day and, and I happened to fall asleep by the lake. I don't know whether that's an appropriate thing to do in Buckingham Palace or not. But, you know, I seemed to be dressed for the occasion and, and the grass had just all been freshly cut and, and the lake was beautiful and the sun was shining and, and the Queen seemed somewhat delayed. She wasn't in a hurry. There was no reason to do anything else. You know, we'd eaten the cake, we'd had the tea, and it was jolly lovely. She did appear. You know, she's there somewhere at the back, kind of up there. There she is, hiding away. We got to see her from, you know, about 100 meters with lots of very important people in front of us. Here's the thing that as we come up to Christmas again, and we've, we've done these things so many times, we wait in anticipation for Christmas to arrive and we organize all sorts of things. Waiting for Christmas. But I wonder whether we're, we're waiting in the right way. You see, God has been preparing for hundreds of years. In Zechariah, it says, See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This was written 518, 520 years before Jesus' arrival. God was planning 
Christmas for hundreds of years because he cares about you and he cares about me. And the arrival of this King of Kings, Lord of Lords, God come in person into a stable 2,000 years ago. God our Father had been planning for hundreds, thousands of years because He loves us. And so as we start this Advent season, my challenge is simply how are you waiting? How are you preparing? And if you've not given it any thought yet, well, today's the day to give it some thought. Isaiah says this, Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope or wait in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and will not be faint. Those who hope or wait in the Lord, will renew their strength. So a simple challenge and encouragement this morning. As you prepare for Christmas with all that that season is sold to us in our current culture, how will you prepare your heart? How will you wait on the living God? so that you can be more and more attentive to him and hear his fresh word for you in this season. I pray for you and for me that we would hear his voice afresh and that we'd know his presence with us. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for the preparation that you have put in. That you love us and are faithful. And Lord, help us in uh, the organizing of this Christmas season and the, and the joys and the concerns. To fix our gaze upon you, to hear your word afresh, and to walk in your light. In Jesus' name, amen.